you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Hello, this is Father Lou again. Don't get tired of me. Uh, we're here at St. Oh, not St. Cecilia's. We're here at Light of Christ Church in Clearwater, Florida. We had earlier Mass today, and now we're here to celebrate with the community here, also in, in Clearwater. Thank you for joining us. This is the 18th week of the year, and the focus of the scriptures is very interesting. It's greed, it's love, it's charity, it's everything, and all for the sake of God. Thank you for joining us. Pass this on to your family and friends. This is homily two. It might be the same, might be different. God bless you. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. Jesus replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbiter? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, One's life does not consist in possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a man who was rich, whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have enough space to store my harvest. Then he said, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods and say to myself, now, as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Eat, rest, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Jesus continued, Thus will it be for all those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll get to the Gospel, but I want to focus on that first reading from Kohelet. It's part of Ecclesiastes, it's part of what the Jews would call wisdom literature. It was like a philosophy kind of response to how a Jew should live in a very secular world. But the author, I don't know if you got it from the reading 
although it was very clear, in between the lines, the author is kind of like a depressed character. He's kind of morbid. I mean, let me paraphrase and quote some of the... First of all, he uses the word vanity of vanities. The way he used it, it doesn't mean like look in the mirror and say how beautiful I am. That, not that kind of vanity. The word comes from the origin of the word that really means... Can you say that? Yeah, like... It's, it means dust, air, wind, blowing around. So he says vanity of vanities. We, we had to put a word to that in the translation. But he's really saying everything is uh, up for grabs. Okay, so what is he saying? Everything is vanity. Everything is a big poof. And he gives an example. You labor, you express your wisdom and your knowledge, and yet everything you do, the benefit goes to somebody else. You're up all night. You're thinking about your misfortunes. You're thinking about the possessions. You're thinking about all your toil. And what do you do? You don't sleep. You spend the night restless, turning, twisting and turning, what I would call anxiety. For what profit comes a man with all the anxiety and misery of heart when he looks at his labor under the sun? It's all a waste. It's all It's all nothing. Kind of weird, kind of depressing. And he closed, all his days are sorrowful and full of grief, and his preoccupation, even at night, he can't rest. Well, I'm a family therapist. I do individual, couples, counsel. I'm not looking for business. But I hear that a lot. No, they don't quote Kaheleth. But people talk about their anxieties and how their, their thoughts are always bugging them. Not everybody. People who don't, people who don't come to me, you know, or when they come first and I educate them. But, but they're anxious about so many things. I work all day. I don't pay my bills. Da, da, da. And it all goes on and plays over and over and over again. I'm not going to ask you to raise hands, but I know some of us have experienced that. What does that have to do with the gospel? We'll talk to that in a second. Because I'm interested in not only the brother who comes to Jesus, there's two guys, the tradition in time of Jesus is the inheritance of the father goes to the oldest son, not to the mother, the oldest son. It's up to the son to take care of the family, including his mother, and in this case, his brother. But the guy who received all the inheritance a little on the greedy side. He's not sharing it. So the younger brother comes to Jesus, and you heard Jesus' response. You appointing me? Well, not unusual because Jesus was a teaching rabbi, so it would not be unusual for people to bring their issues to the local rabbi. But Jesus counters with a story. So I'm concerned both with, with the brother who's greedy, who's not going to share, and the brother who's greedy because he wants more. Now, he deserves more, no doubt about that. But there's something off balance with the fact that he's going to put what he should get between him and his brother. And when you start doing that, you cause an anxious relationship, a negative relationship, and that's what he comes to Jesus with. He doesn't say, Jesus, I'm anxious and I'm nervous because my brother's taking everything and I'm not going to get anything. No. So what does Jesus say? Let me tell you a story. He's like Sophia and the Golden Girls. Well, <laughs> Sophia was like Jesus, I should say. Sorry, Jesus. Um, he's, let me tell you a story. 
This man was rich, healthy, his, his harvest was bountiful, he was so happy, but then too much. He had too much. He had stuff all over. What am I going to do with all this stuff? So he went on Route 19 and rented those big storage bins. You know those bins? How many have seen those storage bins? Not that you use them, but you've seen them, right? Okay. Only one person? Come on, you're lying. <laughs> Thank you very much. You see, now, you, now I got it. Okay. So he, this was the time of Jesus, so they didn't have those orange storage bins. So the man in the parable of Jesus says, I know what I'll do. I'll build a bigger barn and all my grain will go there, and all my possessions will go there, and, and I'll be really happy because I own everything, and I know where it is, lock and key. <laughs> Jesus is funny. He says, okay, God goes to bed. In bed, God says to him, que picada, what a sin. Tonight, you're dead. It's over, mister. And who's going to inherit that barn full of stuff? So Jesus telling the brother, both of the brothers, be cautious of what you tie yourself into. Be cautious of what you allow to weigh you down and create anxiety. Be cautious, because the time's going to come, and God's going to say, what do you have to show? Oh, I have all this stuff, but it's down on earth. What do you got to show for what you've done? Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, a big one, a, a big plaque, and I got this, and I got, but it's in that barn down on earth, yeah? You ain't taking it to heaven. So what is Jesus telling us? Let's go back to a combination of the first reading and Paul reading, reading to the Colossians. Don't forget this scripture of Paul uh, in, in chapter 3. He's talking to people who were just baptized. So he's telling them, but because of implication, he's telling us too, because we're all baptized, you've put on a new self. You've become a new person. Now, to us who are adults, maybe baptized as infants or through the RCIA, okay, but all of us are held to this reading. Once you're baptized and you come into the church and you embrace Christ, you've put on a new self. The old stuff, the old way of acting, the old way of thinking, the old way of behaving, the old way of speaking is out. And the new way is in. And the new way is Jesus' way. And, and you know enough about Jesus. You, you, you know what Jesus prefers. You know what Jesus wants of us. You know how he lived and how he died and how the Father resurrected him, even though he was dead, resurrected him. So Jesus' way is the right way. We know that we who believe. So, Paul is telling us, your glory is in God, and how you understand God in your life. Let's put this all together. I'm a Christian, speaking for all of us, and I'm in the world, and yes, I own stuff. Car, bills, houses, things, grain, whatever it is. I own a lot. And I'm watching where everything is. I'm watching where that is. This, this, this. Who's touching it? Who's, who's behaving wrong around my possessions? Go to another level. People. I own this family. N nobody owns anybody. I own this family. This is the misguided thinking. So nobody can look at my kids or talk to my kids. Or I, I, I keep a tight rein on my family. 
You see, it works in every way. It doesn't work only possessions. You don't own it. It ain't yours, Jesus is telling us. Everything is God's, and we're allowed to use it. Everything is God's, and we're allowed to love them, people. And to the degree that we love people, I don't care who they are, and, and Paul makes that very clear in his letters to the Colossians, you know, <clears throat> once you've been renewed in Christ, we're all the same. You know, you hear that, I mean, regrettably, there's been another crazy shooting in, in, in our country, but you, you'll hear people being interviewed, oh, we're all the same, we shouldn't be this, we shouldn't, yes, we know that, Paul said that 2,000 years ago. There's not a Greek, there's not a Jew, there's circumcision, the uncircumcision, you're not a barbarian, you're not a Scythian, you're not a slave, you're not free. You're all one in Christ. That's our foundation. That's what we believe. And if you don't believe it, get out, because you're in the wrong place. We believe what Jesus says and gives us through the Holy Scriptures, and today in Paul's letters to the Colossians. So I don't own anybody... Nobody is less important than me. Nobody is more important than me. We're all people. I know in our Constitution we say equal. Yeah, but get to the heart of equal. Some are rich, some are poor, some are lazy, some are healthy, some are unhealthy. Doesn't matter. We're all people. We have different personalities, different colors, different languages, but we're all people. We're one family. And there's nobody less than or more than any one of us sitting in this church right now. How does that play? Well, it plays through the scriptures because sometimes we think we own it all. We could be megalomaniacs, we could be egotists, we could be self-centered, and, and my way is the only way. Like the guy gathering his junk for a barn. I'm going to do it my way, but Jesus says, come on. God has the ultimate answer. God has the final word. And to that jerk, he says, you fool. I mean, I said jerk, he said fool. Same thing in, in, uh, in the Semitic language, racha. You, you racha. Doesn't that sound worse than fool? You racha. Jerk. You, you, you missed it. You had the opportunity to share, to love, and I'm not every, asking everybody to be Franciscan, give everything away, but share at least from your heart, from our possessions, from our attitude, share with other people instead of locking it up in a big barn. And that goes to our, our feelings too. Share our feelings with other people rather than judge who's looking at me, who's looking at me, what are they buying, what are they got next door, what is that people... Mind your business, my grandmother used to say. The more I come here, the more you learn about Rosalia, and that's my grandmother. You learn about all my family, but she used to say, "Fata di fata toy." Doesn't sound bad. It's it's not. It's not. Basically, I'll translate literally: do your own business, mind your own business. Fata di fata toy. In other words, don't be concerned about what they have or what they possess, because it's only going to cause you anxiety. Don't be concerned about how much you have and where's it going and who's getting it. It's going to cause you more anxiety. When you find yourself twisting and turning in bed, even for a valid reason, like, like bills, we all have bills, 
But when those bills become more important than me and my life and my health of my family, something's off. We shouldn't have bills that we can't afford. But that's, that's an economist, economist's point of view. So Jesus is telling us, I want you to calm down. All of, calm down. And receive the Spirit of God in you. Because all of us have the Spirit of God. We, we develop that relationship with God and the Holy Spirit through prayer. Through prayer. Through silence. Through meditation. Through taking any word of Jesus, any word or any phrase of Jesus, and thinking about it in our, in our heads, in our hearts. Whether it's at night when things are busy in our heads, Jesus, if, even if just that word alone, Jesus, just keep saying it till we calm down. And if you have things that you have to do tomorrow and that's keeping you away, take a little notebook and write it down next to your bed. Don't even put the light on. Write it down next to your bed and leave it there. Tomorrow your brain will be satisfied that you, you can take care of it. But Paul is telling us God is in you and we are in him. If we do our best to get out of God's possession, out of God's presence, then you're going to suffer the anxiety that you should suffer because you're rejecting part of what we are. We're made in the image of God. You've heard that since you were born. You've heard it every day. You'll hear it whenever there's a disaster. We're all equal. We're all made in the image of God. But you know what? It's true. We're made in the image of God. But do we appreciate it? Do I appreciate what God has given me? Appreciate it to the point where I'm willing to share it. Appreciate it to the point where I, I, I'm not willing to be anxious over it. It's going to come in waves, but prayer will dominate. And prayer will calm our hearts and souls. Prayer will focus on what's right and good and appropriate. All the things that Paul said stay away from, stay away from. Because it's only going to cause more anxiety and grief in your own hearts and the hearts of people around you. We've been saved by Jesus Christ. Ah, people don't know what that means. We've been saved. What does that mean? I, you know, the Protestants have a nice, they, 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 they like to coin that word. You know, have you been saved? I'm saved. But we know that. What does it mean for us? We're incorporated into the family of Jesus Christ, and we're members of his body. In the name of Jesus, calm yourselves down. In the name of Jesus, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, be at peace. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. 
University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.